0: Let's go.
1: an exciting moment for me. I get to introduce the person who's going to be coming to speak today. Uh, This guy is married, been married for 22 years. If I got that wrong, he'll clarify in his message how many years he's been married uh, to this lovely lady down here, Pastor Stephanie Blanton. Uh, He's got two daughters, and then he's got two grandchildren. When he walks up, he'll be like, "Ah, there's no way he's a grandfather, because he looks 22, but he is. He's a grandpappy. I don't know what they call him, but I call him grandpappy. He is uh, over our strong men's ministry here at the church. He loves men. He loves seeing men just go after God, see their lives change, because he knows that that'll change their family and everybody to come in contact with. So he's over our strong men's, which men, this Saturday, 8 o'clock, is that right? Is it 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock, be here this Saturday at this campus. Don't ask what we're doing, just show up. We're going to hang out and have fun, all right? There's a little plug. So men, get here. Uh, he has been part of our, he and his wife have been part of our teaching team for a while, but this is his first time sharing today from the platform on a weekend so y'all make sure to show him a lot of love during the during this time of talking uh this guy there's a moment for me that really really drew out something that i love about this guy and his care part of one of his character and just qualities of him as a person i one year we were doing an event at the church and my my history with the church and doing events and doing all kind of stuff is that I hardly ever can find something in Home Depot or Lowe's that is exactly what I need. Like, I have to create or craft or do something to, like, we want to hang this thing, but they don't make nothing to hang that thing, so you got to figure it out. I remember standing outside of our central campus, looking up, and Pastor, oh, sorry, let me not say his name. This guy came by, and he started talking to me, and he was like, what you doing? I said, I'm trying to figure out, man, how to do this. And then he just began to rattle off all kind of knowledge and wisdom of how to do this thing, and in that moment, I said, I love this guy. This guy's brilliant. (laughs) If I ever am, like, brainstorming something, I'm just going to go get this guy and say, hey, man, tell me what we need to do. Tell me how to do it. So, everybody, stand to your feet and give it up for Pastor Aaron Blanton! What's up, Lake Norman?
2: Good to see you guys. We are the Central Campus Pastors, so we don't get to see you guys very often. I think I've been here one other time on a Sunday morning, and uh, that's because your service pastors were out of town, so we got a chance to come up here and fill in, but... Man, I love seeing familiar faces and some new faces also. Love what, see, seeing what God's doing um, in this house, but not only here, but in all of our campuses. If you don't know, we have three live campuses. We got this one here. We have Central, which is not too far from the Speedway. Um, we have South End Campus, which is off South Boulevard and Griffith Street. And we have two online campuses. Um, one of them is really cool. I'm very excited about it because... Christmas Eve, we launched this into the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Detention Center. So over 1,200 residents every single week get to hear the Word of God. So how cool is that? And uh, as you guys probably already know, as you've been traveling, you've logged on to freedomhouse.cc, and we're all across the world on that one. So it's pretty cool. Um, If you don't know, we have live communicators at every one of our live campuses. So somebody you can connect with, you can hear a message from. I love the different perspectives. It's also a great opportunity for our senior pastors to get around and meet everybody at all the campuses. Um, Our senior pastors are phenomenal. We've been here for over 15 years. My life has completely changed. Our life as a family has completely changed. And uh, can we just give it up for them? They are phenomenal visionaries. It's been an honor to serve underneath them. As you guys saw, we are doing a series called Redo. You guys have probably already been here for a few weeks, uh, heard some different perspectives on that. And it's all about using your past to improve your future. You know, we cannot go back and change our past, but we definitely can learn from it. There are probably times in your life, and I hope today is one of those days, that you're just trying to break through to that next level. You know, you want to go to a whole new level in your life. It's almost like you go back to elementary school, and do you remember the game Red Rover? If you're over 35, you probably remember that. I think they probably outlawed it now, but... Basically what there was, it was, there was two lines of kids. They faced one another, everybody locked arms, right? And what we do is say, Red Rover, Red Rover, let Rob come over. And Rob would run and try to break through our arms. If he broke through, what would happen is those two kids would go back to the other side. If he didn't break through, they'd stay on this side. So it was all about trying to be on the winning team. Well, today I believe God has a breakthrough ready for you. Today is your day for breakthrough. I know he has a plan for your life, and the reason why I know that is because I read it in the Word. So Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and a hope. See, I believe some of us are sitting here today because we found our hope in Jesus, and now we're looking for a breakthrough to the next level. What does that relationship continue to look like in my life? And there's others that who have went out in culture, society, tried everything else, and you're here in desperation, well, I believe God has an opportunity for you today to get a redo in that. And I think it's really good to look back and reflect on our life. Because what happens is we get patterns going in our life and we don't know where they came from. So today we're going to go back. We're going to reflect. As a matter of fact, we're going to go all the way back to elementary school. Come on. Everybody loved elementary school right? I'm going to title this message, Principles from the Playground, a Redo in Relationships. So elementary school, no homework, got art class, gym class, teachers read to you, and hey, in kindergarten, everybody got to take naps. I mean, I don't know about you guys, you know, it'd be pretty cool if in your cubicle every day you had a nap mat, you could just roll that out. Hey, everybody gets 15 minutes, just take the nap, you know what I mean? So I'm telling you, it'd be awesome. But I think we all would come together and we'd say, nah, that's not my favorite part, even though I like to sleep. My favorite part of elementary school was the recess. Everybody loved recess, right? Run out, play kickball, uh, play hopscotch, trade baseball cards when that used to be a thing. Um, All these different things. But there's probably some of us sitting in here that didn't get to enjoy recess quite as much as others. Because you were that person that always talked in class, didn't do what the teacher told you to do, all those different things. At my school, we called that, we had to go and stand on the wall. What do you mean, stand on the wall? Well, what we had to do is we stand up against the wall, not talk, be quiet. The teacher had a stopwatch in her hand. And you might get five minutes on the wall, ten minutes on the wall. You might miss your entire recess. But you had to watch all the other kids have fun while you stood on the wall and missed out. That was the punishment. But I think regardless, if you look at recess as being good or bad, I think we all really like recess. As a matter of fact, if you polled elementary school uh, kids today, 80% of them would say, that's my favorite subject. You know, when the teacher used to ask you, hey, write about your favorite subject, draw a picture. Bam, that's the one that went on the refrigerator every time, right? And so we all loved recess, but recess also was a place where the teacher was not always around. You know, on the playground, that's when kids got a little mean every now and then. You know, they maybe included you or excluded you out of things, probably learned to cuss at you a little bit, because we were all trying to do that in elementary school. What's a cool word I can learn? You know, so that's what we tried to do. But, um, you know, that's where the bullies came out. You know, if you ever got bullied, that's probably where it happened, is on the playground. That happened to me once. As a matter of fact, the guy's name was Roy, and uh, he was newer to our school, and Roy talked tough thought he was tough, and one day we were out playing football. Well, I can't remember if I scored or made a play or something. Roy punched me right in my ribs. I'm like, dude, what's up? Of course the bell rang, so I couldn't get back at him, right? So I just looked at him square in the face and I said, listen, dude, when you least expect it, I'm getting you back. He's like, yeah, right, whatever. You know how bullies are, right? So a day goes by, two days go by, a week goes by. Two weeks go by, and one day we were in line going to lunch, and uh, we're all lined up against the wall there, and I turn around, and Roy's right behind me. I'm like, bam, here's my chance right here. So I clenched my fist, and I turned around. And I hit him as hard as I could right across the chin. And he falls back against the wall, and all the t- kids yell, fight, fight, right? They're, of course. So all the, the teachers grab the students, throw them back in the classroom, and they're like, what in the world is going on right here? And I said, well, two weeks ago, Roy punched me in my ribs. And I told him when he least expected it, he was gonna get it back. She looks, at, she looks at Roy and goes, Roy, is this true? And he goes, well, yeah. She goes, all right, you got what you deserved. Go back in the classroom. My <laughs> am like, snap. That don't happen these days. But back then, hey, you got what you deserve. That's it, it's over. Just cool down and shake and make hand shake up, you know, make hand or make friends or whatever. <laughs> If you can make hands, you're better than me, but whatever. <laughs> but anyways, you know, that, but an event like that can really actually scar you. I'm sure you probably have events in your life that you look back on and you're like, man, that hurt. What that person did to me, that hurt me pretty bad. And it scars you and how you move forward with your relationships. But today, God's going to give you a redo on relationships. I believe there are three activities in the playground that have relationship principles wrapped up in them. And so as we go through these, I want you guys to try to identify the one that sticks out most to you. Maybe it was all three, maybe it's just one, I'm not sure. But are you ready? We're getting ready to make a mad dash out the door and we're going to recess and we're hitting the playground. The first place we're stopping is the swing. The swing asks the questions, am I living a life of constant ups and downs? You know, when you jumped on the swing, it was always who could get going the quickest, get up the highest, jump off the furthest. Swings were really fun but I don't know anybody who stayed on the swings the entire recess. It was meant for a quick thrill and get off and go. But I think some of us here today probably have stayed on that swing just a little bit too long. We're living this life of ups and downs. One day you're great, the next day you're not. The next day you're great, the next day you're not. And you're just constantly riding this cycle over and over and over again. I wonder if there's somebody that's keeping you in that cycle. You know the person I'm talking about when the phone goes off and you look at your cell phone, you're like, oh, snap. Do I want to actually answer this or not? Yeah. I think we all have one of those people in our cell phones because you always know that it's going to be pessimistic. It's always going to be negative. You know, what am I going to feel like after I get down you know, talking to this guy I got on the phone? I don't really want to do this. So you do it anyways, and sure enough, he rubs off on you, and you're having a bad day now all of a sudden. You know, people pleasers find themselves in this area. They sacrifice time, effort, energy, sometimes even money, to try to please people. But it's never enough for them, is it? There's these other people that just want to give, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, gimme. just not enough. And so you find yourself riding this cycle once again. There could be a friend, well, I say quote-unquote friend that does this to you, could be a family member that you're trying to gain, you know, it's been 20 years, but you're still trying to gain favor with that family member. And it's just never enough everything's negative, there's no hope. It's like when you go to that person's house and you leave and you're like, man, I just feel like I went through a 15-fight round with Mike Tyson. You just beat, beat, drained, tired. Can you imagine what Moses felt like? Think about Moses. So he's doing this great thing, right? Leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery, and they're like, yeah! Oh, hang on, Pharaoh's chasing you. Uh Well. God opened the sea. You can go through. Yeah. Oh, now I'm hungry. Oh. I mean, it's just this constant up and down, up and down, up and down, to the point where Moses had a tent and the the line of complainers was so long, he's like, I can't do this by myself anymore. I got to get some other people to help me out, you know, filing all these complaints. That's what happens. Everybody wants to file a complaint. And I can just imagine some of the stuff that was being said back then. Hey, Moses, why has that guy got a Yeti cooler over there? His man will last two days, Mine only last one. What's up with this? That's not right. That's not favor. Maybe this other lady's over here. She's like, hey, God sent coil down, but this lady over here is a, has an air fryer. She can make coil wings. I can't even make wings. She's getting these parties and stuff. Don't invite me over. So she, my feelings are hurt. You know, you can just think about all these different scenarios today or even back then. And this is constant up and down. It keeps you upset and it keeps those people around you upset also. So the swing is not good for you, and it's not good for others. Next, let's jump over to the seesaw. The seesaw, have I given something or someone the power over my life? See, everyone knows how a seesaw works, right? You jump on it, you try to find somebody that's pretty equal to weight, and you rise and fall and kinda have some fun. But have you ever felt out of balance? Like there's always this big kid on the other side, right? And whoever's the big kid on the seesaw, controls the seesaw. You know, I think some of us feel this way today. We feel like we're on the opposite side, up in the air, our feet are dangling and can't figure out what in the world's going on. But what has happened is we've given power to somebody else in our life. Maybe you're one of those people that you're thinking, you know, the good things in life, it's only temporary. Eventually it's gonna come down, it's gonna come, come crashing down, I know it is, because it's happened to me before. The big kid on the other side of the seesaw, they're going to stand up and leave, and I'm going to come crashing down. And how hard is it going to hit? Am I going to be able to sustain the fall this time? Or is it going to hurt me all the way to my heart one more time? See, me me and my wife have been married 15 years now. Or, no, I'm sorry, we've been here 15 years, 22 years, sorry. (laughs) Listen, 15 or 22 doesn't matter because we almost didn't make it past two months. Here's what happened. See, she had a lot of previous hurt in her life. People left her life, especially men. Even her own father left her at a very young age, two or three months old. She never had a relationship with him. So she walks in one day and things were going great. We're getting to know one another and she comes in and she says, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm like, time out. What do you mean you can't do this anymore? Things are going good. She's like, no, no, I, I can't do this. You can just see the, the anxiety bu- building up in her. So I sat her down and we had a little conversation and she's like, every man in my life's ever left and I'm getting too close to you. I grabbed her hand. Looked her straight, straight in the face and I'm like, come on. Give me a shot here. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not those other people. I love you. We can get through this hurdle. It'll be okay. Those past experiences do not have to dictate this. So that's what we did. We stayed together. And 22 years later, here we are. See, maybe you have an event in your life like that. Or maybe somebody's let you down, and now what you've actually done is you relinquished control of your life into their hands. Your emotional state is in their hands. You just don't want to go there anymore. Well, I believe God does not want you to live this type of life. God wants to give you back balance in your life, where somebody else is not manipulating you all the time, and you're going to find that today. Let's jump off that. Let's go to the merry-go-round. The merry-go-round asked the question, do I find myself spinning out of control? The merry-go-round was a sense of freedom, wasn't it? You start spinning that thing and you stand up, might even lean against the bars and hold your hands up like you're flying, until somebody comes along and grabs that sucker and starts swinging it even faster, right? All of a sudden, the freedom goes to panic. I need to grab onto something real quick or I'm flying off this thing. Well, how about life? Is life a little bit the same way? Maybe we get going a little bit too fast. Maybe we get, get spinning so fast that we start to feel like we're going to get hurt. Maybe life is throwing so many things at you you just don't know how to cope anymore. You know, misunderstood freedom can actually lead to excessive danger in relationships. What do I mean by that? Well, let's talk about sex. Sex inside of marriage is a great thing. Can I get an amen? Come on. But sex outside of marriage... Pastor Mike is excited about that. <laughs> Sex outside of marriage is not a good thing, though. See, what happens is it leads to emotional wounds, unhealthy ties to somebody else. It may lead to depression or just a, a life of out of controlness, anxiety, may even lead you to drinking because there's this, there's this hole in your heart you're trying to fill with things and people, but there's only one person that can fill that. See, society will tell you don't worry about the consequences. If it feels good, go for it. It doesn't matter. Hey, it's all about the moment, right? How many people do you know that moment has completely ruined their entire lives? They gave into it, and that one moment of pleasure, that one night of pleasure, it's completely changed everything in their lives now. See, for some of it, I think it even goes deeper because you get caught up in that lifestyle, and you're hurt, you're lonely. And it gets to the point where you feel like you're the issue now. And that you're not worthy to be loved anymore. So many people have come and gone, what is love? I have no idea. It's like it's out of control and things just become a blur and you're like, when is it all going to stop? I got a chance to tell you today that God's not done with you. Today he wants to give you a redo in your relationships. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19 says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, it doesn't matter if you feel like you're lost in the jungle or your soul is just so dry like the desert. God will do a new thing. Look at someone beside you and say, I am ready for a new thing. All right, so here we go. If you're ready, we're gonna get unstuck. We're gonna break through it like, just like on Red Rover, okay? So let's get off the swing of ups and downs. How do you stop a swing? You start to put your foot down, right? You drag your foot until you get that thing slowed down. Well, putting your foot down looks a lot like boundaries. A lot of times we need to have boundaries in place because the people or places or things that are keeping you constantly in this toil, in this uh, negative mindset, they need to have restrictions on them. We gotta put up fences. Think about the last time you drove through a neighborhood, all the different types of fences you saw. You may saw a picket fence, you may saw a privacy fence. Well, let me give you an example of a picket fence. For me, that was my coworkers. All right, I needed to put up a picket fence for my coworkers, and here's why. So, yes, I had to interact with them. A picket fence allows you to see into their lawn and they can see into your lawn but there's still a point of this is mine and that's yours just stay over there okay right well what that was for me is when I was starting to go to work with these guys I started to get a negative mindset you know they were constantly complaining about the company complaining about their benefits they didn't see a future here all these different things and eventually I was basically thinking to myself man I'm thinking the same thing that they're thinking I wasn't thinking that before I went to lunch with those guys. So, all right, I'm going to put up a picket fence right here. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start changing who I go to lunch with and see what happens. I started going to lunch with me, myself, and I sometimes. And that was the best three people I could find. But anyways, I mean, it was really good because I started realizing that they were the cause of my negative mindset. You know, there's a great book called Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. They go over what boundaries look like and how to put them in place and how to take control of your life. And one of the boundaries they talk about is almost like a privacy fence. So you got picket fences, but you also got privacy fences. Privacy fences are you stay on their, your side, I'll stay on my side. We'll have no issues. What does that look like? For some of us, that may look like parents who don't agree with you coming to church and doing this God thing and having your, your kids and Kids Church over here, well, can I tell you that that's one of the most important places they could ever be? I mean, if we can help prepare them for life in a godly manner, then we won't have to repair them down the road. Those kids are doing great things right now. I saw something on Instagram the other day. It was a really young uh, girl. I can't remember. She might have been one. She was going over memory verses and songs, and it was so cool, and she learned that in FH Kids. But maybe you have a parent that's like, I don't agree with you doing that. Well, mom, dad, if you can't agree with me going after God, which is the best thing for my life, maybe I need to separate myself from you a little bit. Maybe you have friends that you need to put up a privacy fence with. Maybe it's those friends that, hey, every weekend we're going out, man, but we have no plans on how to get home. It's going to be Uber time because we're probably going to drink too much. I may not end up going home with you, but maybe some other girl. Those friends that are going to lead you down a path of of self-destruction or maybe a path that you've already experienced alcoholism in your past and you don't need to go down that path anymore. Those are the people you need to put a privacy fence, a boundary with. You know, you owe it to yourself to have boundaries because God has a plan for you. Let's look at a few scriptures. Psalms 119.45 says, I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. See, you should seek after God because he has your best in mind. Why do I know that? Because I read the Bible. 3 John 1 and 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Proverbs 21, 23 says, Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. So let's link those two together real quick. He wants the best for you. He wants you to prosper in all things. And he wants your soul to prosper. Now we read in Proverbs that if you want to keep your soul from troubles, you got to guard your mouth and your tongue. So if those people around you are always negative, always bringing you down, or they have a judgmental spirit, maybe you need to survey who's around you. Maybe it's time that you get off of that swing of highs and lows and get yourself pointed in the right direction. See, in Luke, it talks about your heart being dulled. And that's something that happens over time. It's not something that happens overnight. Just like me going to lunch with those guys, it wasn't I just picked up on their negative attitude on one one lunch. No, no, no. It was time after time. That's the exact reason why the Bible says renew your mind daily. See, you must protect your, your thought life. Maybe it's time to reassess some influences that you have in your life and put up some boundaries. All right, so we're jumping off the swing. We're heading to the seesaw. So now let's find balance in the seesaw. You know, it's time to start giving those things or those people power in your life because those people may hurt you. I think we live in a world of instant gratification and uh, we want to be happy like right now. We don't want to wait for something. We want to now. We rush into relationships and We don't really get to know that person fully and we get romantically involved and what ends up happening is you get down the road and you find yourself, dude, I went down the wrong road. It's the wrong person. But you can change that. Maybe you adopt friends in your life because you want companionship, you want somebody to hang out with on the weekends, but they end up taking advantage of you, neglecting you, you end up getting wounded because you get left somewhere, left you hanging. Here's what happens. It's like we're on the seesaw and we've, we're, we think we're finding somebody that's got about the same balance as us and we toss them a 100-pound sandbag and all of a sudden, boom. Now we're up in the air again. We gave them all the control of our lives. And so we're up with our feet dangling wondering what's gonna happen and we find ourselves in that same situation over and over again. See, this is not the relationship that God wants for you. He doesn't want us to compromise who we are in him for others. Psalms 119, 2 and 3 says, Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. Proverbs 25, 26 says, Like a muddied fountain and a polluted spring is a righteous man who yields and compromises his integrity before the wicked. Compromise. That's usually what throws the 100-pound sandbag over there. We compromise who we are to try to help them make feel better about themselves. And then we suffer the consequences for it. See, you hold the power on how others impact you. Let's be real. Some people, just like that verse said about the muddied waters, once you get everything settled down in your life and you're starting to feel pretty good about it, they come up right behind you and stir it all back up again. And then you're like, man, I thought I just got rid of this problem. But their insecurity is what's causing conflict in your life. Second Timothy 1 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Sound mind, that is the Greek word sophron. It means acting in God's definition of balance. It makes someone genuinely temperate. It means being well-balanced from God's perspective. And it means that true balance is not a one-size-fits-all. See, we all go through different seasons in our lives. And your season might not be the same as my season. So we need somebody else that can help us through this. And I believe that God wants us to keep him closer than anybody else. And that's how we're going to find balance. Not allowing others to dictate our rises and falls, but to allow the balance to come from the one above. See, Paul figured this out. In Philippians 4, he talks about, I have learned to be content in much or in little. And how did he do this? He said, in the one who makes me who I am. See, Paul found balance in God. People may let us down. There's no doubt about it. But he's going to take you by the hand. He's going to look you in the face just like he did with Steph. He's going to say, I'm here for you. I'm I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. And I want a long relationship with you. That's who God really is. So we stopped the swing. We found balance on the seesaw. Now let's slow down the merry-go-round. If we're spinning too fast, we need to do something. And it's usually not an easy thing to do. we got to work our way to the edge and start dragging our foot and slowing this thing down. It's our faith and action that will move God. So let's move. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What are the things that you're hoping for? Is it a better future? Is it better relationships? See, it's not like all those other people in your past. God's not interested in a one night stand. He wants a long meaning, eternal relationship with you. See, we've all been hurt by people, but here's what I've come to realize. Hurt people, hurt people. And it's not fair, but life's not fair. And it's not an excuse to block everybody else out though, because there are those healthy people. See, here's what hurt people do. Your merry-go-round finally starts to slow down a little bit, They come up and swing it one more time and say, yep, see, you still have an issue, don't you? And just keep stirring it up again. Healthy people will come along and help slow that thing down for you. Help find a new new pace in life. Help do what's best for you. Help guide you where you need to be guided. See, God made us for relationships. That's the reason why we can't block people out relationships are actually what make these verses possible. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10, it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone. And when he falls, he has not another to lift him up. See, when it's icy outside, it's really good to have somebody have your hand give you that extra stability. When you're really thirsty and you're feeling dry, it's really good to have someone come and give you a freshen drink. See, I don't believe longevity of life is in independence. It's actually in relationship. Proverbs 27:17 says, "Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another." See, men, we need each other. We think we can have it all under control. We can carry the load. But that's just our pride speaking that's the reason why we've developed life groups for men our strong movement for men it's the reason why we get together on saturdays because we need each other we need some strength some encouragement because life is going to throw curveballs at you might as well make that a given right now it's going to happen but we need each other to hold us accountable to lift us up when we need it Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. See, true friends, they're not just there for you in the good times, but they're also there for you in the tough times. And they'll pray for you. They'll lift you up and encourage you. Do you want to experience more of God in your life? Listen to this verse. Matthew 18, 19 and 20 says, Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth, About anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. See, because of being together, God wants to be in our midst. And He wants to do things that we can't do on our own. He's here today, and He wants you to realize that every earthly relationship that you have is actually meant to point back to one heavenly relationship. When he said it's not good for man to be alone, he meant for two to come together to worship him. Think about it as a triangle. As you guys move closer to God, you're moving closer to each other. That's the way it works in marriage. Good friendship, that's the way it works. You get tighter and closer friends by moving closer to God. See, relationships, they're tough. They are, they're work. Marriage is work. But I believe God today wants to show you that he can give you a redo no matter what that previous hurt was. And you know, there are times in our lives that I think we've probably all written down that we're really proud of. Hey, I started a new relationship today I'm journaling this all out. Really looking forward to what life's gonna bring. Looking forward to marrying this girl or this guy or whatever it may be and then life throws you a curveball. It didn't work out. You got wounded, you got hurt. And all you wanna do is go back and erase that memory. Because every time you think about it, you're hurt. Can I tell you something? When we try to do it all on our own, when we try to erase that memory on our own, it's like we have a cheap eraser. And you know what a cheap eraser does? It doesn't actually erase. It just smears. Some of us have been smearing for so long that we're like, this has become my identity. My life is nothing but a blur now. And you go back one more time, maybe I can do it this time. Try to erase one more time and it rips the paper and you're just like, now I'm wounded, I'm scarred. This is just my identity now. I believe God today is saying, how about you try something a little bit different? How about you take those wounds from the past, those pieces of paper that you've been writing on for so long that you don't want to revisit, you've been trying to erase. How about these up, giving them to me, laying them at my feet? Would you stand with me today? See, God wants to give you a clean sheet of paper. He doesn't want it. You to continue to see all this hurt in your life. He's like, I will give you a, a renewed spirit, a renewed life, a fresh start. If you would, close your eyes and bow your head. Maybe you're here today and you said, Aaron, something you said about relationships, man, I identified with that. I'm hanging around some people that probably are not the best influences in my life. I've been trying to please them and really it's taken me down a path that I don't need to be going down. Maybe I've struggled with a parent. I've tried to please my mom. I've tried to please my dad for so long. I've given, given him so much and maybe I need to change where I'm getting my identity from. You know, when you put, start to put your foot down on the swing it kicks up some dust like we talked about. And there's a, these relationships, they're going to be hard. Hard to have that conversation about giving them up. But I need some courage because I want to do it. I want to I have better relationships in my, in my life. I want to have a better future. If that's you today, you, you will need God's help. You need God's strength and courage to have those types of conversations. Go ahead and slip your hand up. Thank you, I see your hands. Maybe you're here today and you said, Aaron, you talked about a heavenly relationship, but I've never started that relationship with God. I have tried everything else, and I'm just tired. I'm tired of being worn out from the ups and downs of life. I'm tired of being worn out emotionally and physically. This time I'm ready to Lay it all at God's feet. Give it over to him. I want a fresh start today with my heavenly father. If that's you, if you'd raise your hand. Thank you. Freedom House, let's all pray this prayer together. Heavenly father, I come to you today knowing that you're the only one They can fill the void in my heart. Previous relationships have hurt me, but God, you can give me healing. And so today, I turn my life over to you. I thank you for a fresh, clean sheet of paper, a brand new start with you. And Lord, give me courage Give me strength to have these conversations. And let me always lean on you and build relationships with people that will guide me back towards you and the plans you have for my life. I give you praise. I give you honor. And I thank you today. In Jesus'
1: name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give a hand for those people that raised their hand for Pastor Aaron
0: tuning in if you enjoyed this message we encourage you to spread the word share with your friends and family on social media and make sure you subscribe to hear a new message every week really love the message well we want to hear from you make sure to leave us a review below want more freedom house content follow us on instagram at freedom and subscribe to Freedom House Church on YouTube. We hope you are equipped to experience all that God has for you this week, and we'll see you for our next Freedom House Church weekend message.